Hi, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Todrick Handel. And we are talking today about books, but this time we're not going toward romance and, and all that fun stuff, although this is fun too. <laughs> um, it's not this fun is in a not different fun. way. This is fun in a different way. We're talking about, um, about nonfiction books that have um, influenced us. I just came back from an absolutely fabulous conference, author conference, and I picked up like seven books that, that are, uh, you know, recommendations from other authors who said, oh, you have to read this, you have to read this. And this is kind of a kick I've been on lately because I've been traveling so much. I drive by myself and I listen to audiobooks and I prefer to listen to nonfiction audiobooks. Um, so anyway, so that's what we've been discussing what nonfiction books have influenced our, our lives, our careers, our mindsets. What's, what would you say, Violet, is, uh, has been the most influential nonfiction book you've read? Well, I think I kind of have to break it into categories. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like career, career right. books, basically. Okay. Um, you know, like, obviously, that's a different category because that's Absolutely. looking at things that are going to help you do your job better or, sure. or help you be more efficient or, or introduce you to a new concept of how to do something. And then I think there's self-help books that kind of help you do a deep dive with yourself or look at your your own um, patterns yeah. or behaviors, things you'd like to change. And then also I've had nonfiction books that have affected me that are like biographies or memoirs where mm. other people are writing nonfiction books about their experiences and those shape me. So I, I think I think I would have to categorize them. All right. Um, probably the, the one that I would say had like the biggest impact that's kind of long lasting is eat pray love by elizabeth mm -hmm. gilbert okay um which i guess would go under biography memoir maybe under self-help but um that was a book that um i i went through a divorce many years ago and it was very very painful on several layers and when i read that book and she you know was kind of in the beginning of the book talking about going through a divorce and there were several passages in that book that I was like, oh my God, that's, that's me. Like someone else gets it. And I think when we go through things in life, we tend to think that we're the only one or we tend to feel alone or isolated in our experience. And there can be something very um, healing or very cathartic about realizing that other people feel the same way or other people experience the same things. It just in some way, like even though I don't know Elizabeth Gilbert, like it makes you feel like you're not alone. Yes. And the fact that you're not alone and that someone else has felt this and has dealt with this somehow gives you hope. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think that's good. And, and actually, um, one of uh, an influential one for me for both personal and career uh, was another Elizabeth Gilbert, which is Big Magic. And that's on my to be read yes. list, to be read list. Uh, that was that was excellent. It's actually um, a little bit older. I mean, not older than Eat, Pray, Love. It's, right. it's newer than that. But uh, but it was one of those books that I, f I read it and then I was telling everybody, and they're like, oh yeah, we read that three years ago. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I'm a little late to the party, but I, I, you know, um, I, I definitely loved it and really it, it spoke to me on many levels. But I think you just hit on something that that is one of the features or one of the benefits or whatever of these types of books. It, it's not like they're limited to a certain time, no. you know, so like you can pick up that book three years after someone else read it and get just as much value out of it. And I, I think too, 
at different times in life. You know, had I eaten, had I read Eat, Pray, Love, <laughs> had I eaten, had I read. That's a whole different conversation. Exactly. Eating books is a whole different thing. <laughs> um, fiber in your diet. If, if I had read Eat, Pray, Love prior you know, to getting a divorce or had I read it, you know, maybe in, a, in my 20s before I was ever married, that book probably wouldn't have had an effect on me. Right. So I think at different times in life, different messages resonate with us in, in exactly. nonfiction books. Yeah, definitely. I also, where do you get your recommendations for them? How do you find friends? Them? Friends? Yeah. 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 And I would, I would say that having just come from this conference, as I said, and, um, uh, one of my my favorite author buddies sylvie fox just like sat down it's like you got to read this you got to read this so i just sat there and like added want to read want to read want to read see and then i go to todra candle and go okay <laughs> one to read one to read one to read um yeah i'm um i i definitely do that i also tend to um stalk different people on Instagram and see what they're reading. Like, uh, what what does Elizabeth Gilbert read? What does Benet Brown read? What does Glennon Doyle Glennon Doyle. Read? Yeah, exactly. Glennon's so. definitely a big one of mine. If I know she's right. reading something, I'm like, okay, I yep. need to get that. Exactly. I'll yeah. go and grab it. And, and that really, those, because I respect those people, even though, right. you know, we're, we, we're maybe not BFFs, not in real life. In my head, maybe we are, but you know, they're just me you and know. you, or you and Glennon. Oh no, Glennon and okay, Benet. okay, Glennon, <laughs> Glennon Doyle, Benet Brown, um, um, you know Elizabeth Gilbert. We're, yeah, they don't know that I'm one of their BFFs. BFFs, but I am. <laughs> uh, you know, this is this right, is, of course, right, of course. Um, and we'll be talking about delusions in the next. We should, we should ask them to be on the podcast. You know, just send an invitation to all three you know, and see what they why say. Not? I think we should. I was I was listening to. Um, uh, Mark Dawson yesterday too, who is a podcast that I, I listened to, and they were talking about who they're inviting to their their big live thing, and they were talking about J.K. Rowling, and I was like, you know what, I should I should reach out to Joe and see if she wants to you know, come. To well, I mean, right? you can always invite somebody. You right. Know, I mean, the they the come. worst they can say is no. Right. Exactly. No, there you go. Exactly. But, but anyway, I, I would also actually say to Joe Rowling, what are you reading? What what nonfiction books have right. you read? Because right. she's been very successful. Uh, person too um what what book do you think has influenced your career you you talked about e pray love which is more on a personal level but what yeah do um i really liked Anne lamott's bird by bird oh excellent um, yes. about writing a and it's funny too because you know the same as what i was saying like the the message may resonate with you at different times of your life different books speak to different people like everyone raves about that stephen king book that he wrote on writing um I, I've tried to read that book, I don't know how many times, and I just can't get into it. So it's funny how like some books, someone reads and is like, oh my God, this is a life-changing experience. You have to read this book. And then somebody else reads it and is like, eh. So I don't know, but no, I really liked Bird by Bird. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Anne Lamott anyway, and um, really, really liked that book. That was very good. And then of course there's been books like that are kind of more like how-tos, you know, like you read books about how to do something different with advertising, or you read books about how to do something different, you know, with the, the way you organize things or whatever. So right. um, there was a, a book that I read about organizing clutter, because um, I am a I'm a, I'm a clutter person. Like my desk has just piles and piles of stuff sitting on it. And um, I got some really great things from that book. And then there were other things in that book that I tried to implement and just, 
it just didn't work for me, you know? Mm. So I think that that's, that's another thing too, when we read nonfiction books, like we don't have to take the whole thing in one bite. Like, you know, there can be parts of that book that are very effective for you and parts of that book that just don't really, don't really work. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree. I listened to, um, I read Jen Sincero's You're a Badass at Money. Um, when did we read that? It was a couple of years ago. Yeah, right? I think it was yeah. like two years ago. Right. And so I had, I had read it um, and enjoyed it and, and, you know, took some of it in, definitely. Um, but then on a recent trip, or a somewhat recent trip, I listened to her original book, which was just You Are a Badass. Right. Um, and that really spoke to me. But again, I would say that there's certain things that I said, okay, well, you know, I, I, you don't have to take the whole message. It may not all apply to you. Um, however, I will say that I do try to examine if I, if, if something, if I have a knee jerk reaction to something, say, oh, no, 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 that, that's not me. I've learned to say, okay, why, why does it, and maybe it doesn't, that, that may be the case. And I'm not saying right. anything about your clutter. This is me talking about me, not me talking about your clutter. Thank um, you. <laughs> Thanks for um, <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to be passive aggressive. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to say, okay, why am I saying, well, I buy everything, but I'm not going to buy this. And it may be, it may be completely valid, but it also right. may be something that tells me something about me. Right. So, you know. I read, um, several years ago, I read Dave Ramsey's uh -huh. um, book. And uh, I feel like there's so many, there's just such great information in there. And at the time that I read it, like just completely, you know, changed my, my concepts on how to do finance and, and, and things like that and, and was able to do a lot with it. And it's funny because like I've gotten away from being like strict Dave Ramsey follower, but I still hold those core tenants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we still have an emergency fund established in an envelope. Like I still, um, uh, you know, still use the same like snowball effect if I've got to pay something off or I still like, you know, that those concepts of like kind of like the envelope concept where, okay, I've got this much, you know, allotted to each category, like things like that. Um, I still use. And, and so it's, it's funny too, how like sometimes the lessons that you that you get in those books just kind of become part of your they do uh your life or yeah. like just become part of your thought process definitely definitely and you know you referenced before um biographies and and books that that influence us that way and i went through a time period in my probably early teens maybe preteens where i was just gobbling up biographies and and they have in fact um impacted my life uh I remember reading Majesty, which was about Queen Elizabeth, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the queen and her life. Um, I read uh, several Catherine Marshall books that did. Diana Vreeland, who was uh, editor of Harper's Bazaar. Uh, Harper's Bazaar? I might be wrong. She was editor of Vogue. Know. She was editor of Vogue for a while. I'm not sure if I'm right about Harper's Bazaar, but um, she just had was this tremendous fashion influence from basically the mid 40s all the way through the mid 70s and, and her life. And there are things that are in there. Um, Helen Gurley Brown's book, Having It All. My gosh, that was life changing for me. Um, and, and things that I learned in those books, I, I mean, I was 13. <laughs> I wasn't putting them into play, you know. Right, I, right. I wasn't, I wasn't a career woman in New York, but even now I'll go back and think of that and think, oh, yeah, that's, that's something that's, that's, you know, that, that I implemented in my life or that had an impact on me that I still think about, um, you know, to this day. So um, 
I, I think it's important. And you were talking about Stephen King's on writing, but have you ever read his Dance Macabre? No, I haven't. Okay. That one is about horror in, in specific, and it's actually just a really good, even if you're not a big horror fan, it's just this wonderful overview of why we love it, where we started loving it, um, you know, different um, uh, tropes of horror, right. and really, really good. It was, uh, it's an older book. It, it came out in 1981, but I know that that, that influenced some of my ideas about writing and books, too. So um, do you read a lot of books on craft as far as writing? I do. Like, I feel like that's kind of like, like what I've been more reading than, than any fiction, actually. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of like um, on craft, on different ways of presenting things and different ways of, of looking at things and, and ways of uh, character development and, and you know, um, I've also read um, a couple of nonfiction books. Like my readers are very important to me and cultivating a relationship with them is very important to me. Right. And um, making sure that they know that they're valued is, is important. So I've read um, like a couple of books. There was one on um, super fans. There was one that was written kind of as an analysis of Lady Gaga and, okay. and you know, what she's created with her mon her little monsters. Right. And, um, kind of looking at that so those are you know a couple of career-oriented focus that I've had is is reading ones that are specific to fans right readers yeah, yeah. exactly um I actually uh heard a speaker this weekend who has a book coming out um I, I was seeing if there was a pre-order up for it and I don't think that there is but this would be uh along those lines and something that you would probably enjoy uh, it's Jennifer Barnes and okay. she is uh, both an art, uh, an author and also a cognitive scientist. She's a professor of psychology and writing. That and sounds she, like a cool title. Oh, she specifically studies the psychology of fiction and fandom. And what she has to share is just really absolutely amazing. And she is going to have a book coming out hopefully next year called, I think it's the the, the psychology of id or something like that. Don't, don't quote me on that. I don't see that she has a, a pre-order. I just up, wrote so. it with quotes around it and it's in yes. ink. I can't oh, change it now. Well, there you go. Um, but I would, I would definitely recommend that. Um, I've heard her speak now twice and just really fascinating stuff about why we are fans, what goes into the makeup of a fandom. And, um, you know, just, just, what the difference is between fans and people who are fan adjacent. Oh, just, and, and you're, you're like listening to it going, oh, okay, yeah, I, I totally understand this. And, and this makes complete sense. Um, you know, I, I learned very quickly in her talk that I'm not a fandom person. I'm fan adjacent. I don't cosplay, but I have tons of Marvel t-shirts, let me tell you. And I may not write fan fiction, but I will talk about Buffy all the live long day. So that makes me. Well, and I think like it's, it's funny because I'm, I, there's a lot of things that I'm fans of. I can only think of a couple of things that I've actually kind of crossed the line into fandom. I think Twilight was definitely one and, right. and was the first one. Like that was the first time I was ever like just completely all in, couldn't get enough. Let me look up everything. Let me talk about everything. Both of those are very, uh, you know, 
I, rabid fan groups, you know, that are very, very involved and have a lot so? of ways. To <laughs> yeah, 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 I would say that. I yeah, definitely, definitely think so. Definitely. My, my, yeah, uh, mine was Buffy. And, and that was the first one that I actually like joined a group online because it was just a, you know, just a starting out kind of thing. But right. uh, yeah, definitely. So, so that's a book that I'm, I'm interested in reading. And um, I'm not a big craft person. Um, I, I do enjoy reading books about marketing and promotion and, and that kind of thing. And I've, I've, I've read um, books by Becca Sign and... Um, oh, I love Becca Sign. Oh, yeah. David Gogren. Um, yeah. M.D. Cooper. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I haven't actually... I have her book, but I have not actually um, uh, read it yet. I read... I, I think the title is Help My Facebook Ads Suck. Like it's yeah. something like that. And I read that. And what I really enjoyed most about that was that she had very specific um, steps. Like I... I I like when something gives me do this, now do this, now do this, you know, so that it's something yeah. that very clear to me to understand. I, I would say that's one of my pet peeves when I'm reading a self-help book or a nonfiction book, when they talk in such vague terms yes. and concepts that the entire book is about the concept and they never get into the meat. Um, you know, like I, I read a book one time that was about um, alleviating stress burnout and pretty much the entire book established that we all have stress and that we all get burnout and we need to do something about it. But they never actually gave me meat and potatoes. Like there was never anything like, uh, here are some things you could actually do to alleviate it or to minimize it. Like it was all just kind of like fluff talk, you know, saying that this is a problem. Right, exactly. And that, that probably brings up something interesting. We've been talking about nonfiction books and we've been talking about the things we liked and the things that how they influence us, but where can they be frustrating? What are the key components of a nonfiction book that make them one of those that we, um, you know, that stick with us, that we, that we buy the book if we've read it in an ebook, that we buy the, uh, the hard copy or an underline it and carry it with us wherever we go or something like that. You know, what are those elements? And you just hit on a really good one. Practical, applicable solutions or yes. suggestions, maybe not solutions, suggestions, Yes. ways to apply um, this knowledge. Something that I can take away. Yeah, you know, exactly. Something I can take away from the book. If it is just the author rambling on and on and on about something that I already know is a problem, <laughs> like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm reading the book more for what is a way to change my perspective or change my behavior or change my process, not like just for you to commiserate with me that it's a problem. Yeah, like doesn't this suck? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. Wow, and you're selling books. <laughs> um, yeah, mm -hmm. so basically, I think a a book that is a nonfiction that falls into the self help or the um, illumination, for lack right. of a better word, motivation category, because um, self help for whatever reason tends to have a um, a negative connotation in my mind. I'm not sure why. This might just be a uniquely Tadra thing, but. Um, you know, I, I, motivation, inspiration, that all, I, I get that, but I think, I think self-help, we get a, like a connotation of like some kind of like guru trying to right. give, you know, therapy or something yes. like, you know what I mean? I, I agree with you. There's definitely a connotation to like self-help and there was like a, you know, like a, I think like a self-help movement right. that, in that like was in our lifetime. And, and that's right. probably why we kind of look exactly. at it that way. I always think about, um, the movie when Harry met Sally and uh, and Carrie Fisher says to her, "There's a guy staring at you from 
from the basically the self-help section or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Like, she's like, oh, I know him. Um, so yeah, but so the the key components of a of a motivational book, I would say, and I would make this hypothesis, and you're welcome to disagree if you thank you. You know what? Yes. Or isn't it nice? I give you permission. <laughs> it is. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> would be that that they present this this situation, a problem or a um, a complication a uh you know whatever that that is holding us back or that we can't seem to get past um s most i think we'll go back and talk about the genesis of it like the root why do you have this in your right. life you know right because it might not be something everybody has and then um why these things should be taken care of and then how to do it how to move forward in yeah and and for me the why is quite often a light bulb moment like exactly. i remember years ago i read um oprah had like her she and her trainer basically kind of wrote a book together yes about you know living healthier and there was i before that was never a water drinker i just i didn't like water didn't really care to drink water really saw no reason to drink water and there was a chapter in that book uh, where her trainer bob green mm -hmm. he kind of like explained in detail but not too boring and not too scientific what water does to your body like right. you know that the, the the muscles and the brain and the like all these different things and the way water affects your body and it was really funny because like understanding why i needed to drink water was a much stronger motivator for me than just saying like well your body needs it and you know yeah. you should drink it you know, 64 ounces a day or whatever, like, like kind of understanding the why of like, oh, okay, I get that. So right. I think sometimes having that why in a nonfiction book actually helps um, the new behavior stick or, or actually helps you, you know, have a stronger commitment to the new behavior because you know, there's a reason that you're doing it. Absolutely. And um, I definitely found that um, in, in this Jen Sincero book that I listened to that uh, I went, oh, yeah, this makes sense. This, you know, this is why I, um, this, this could be a reason why I tend to have repetitive behaviors in my life that have um, resulted in a circumstance that is not a positive or good for me. Um, right. And it was, it was, it was, it was good for me to know that. I know some people don't. Um, my husband, for instance, does not really care why things happen the way they do. He's just like, I just want it fixed. You know, he doesn't want right, to go back. Right. Me, I think it's because, and, and I've recently done the uh, the strength finder test with uh, with Becca Syme. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm all introspective and shit, and I know this stuff, um, that, that I am a context person. So that's why I have to know the context of a situation in order to really um, wrap my mind around it. And, and it's important for me that other people understand the context as well. So that's, uh, that's one of my, my strengths. Um, another thing, another, I guess, like, no go for me in self-help books, I definitely want to know that they've done their research. I definitely want to know that they know what they're talking about. But when the book is just chock full of references to other material mm. like I I just I find myself being disconnected from the reading you know what I mean if yes. like if like it just goes on and on and on with well you know Harvard research said this and such and such reports said this and such and such report I'm, I'm like okay I want to know like give me the information 
And, right. you know, that's what a bibliography is for. Like, let me know <laughs> that you did your research, put it at the back of the book. If I want to check you on it, I will. But don't like clutter the whole book with constant references. And that tends to make me check out. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I actually relate better to personal stories. I will. Yes, do, I will do the 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 boring um, expository reading. But my my brain perks up when I hear as an application to this or something like that. I right, was in right. my 20s living in an apartment in New York. I'm like all tuned in there. I'm like, OK. And then what happened? What did you do? What what happened? Right. What what made you know this? So um, well, this that's definitely why how I learned. That's one of the reasons I think Jacinda Wilder's uh, weight loss or, or healthy eating, True. whatever you want to call it. That's yeah. I, I, one of the reasons that I think that her plans, you can do it, you know, you can do it stronger. Uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons they're so effective is because they're personal stories. She has done her research. She has put the work in, but her books are told from a very personal effect. Like it's a, you know, it's a girlfriend talking to you and walking you through it, similar to what, yeah. you know, what we talked about with MK Meredith. Um, I think those books for me are more effective. I tend to listen more or pay attention more and not check out when it's a personal story rather than something that sounds more clinical and sounds more like research. Absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, do you recommend nonfiction books? We, you, you said that you get your ideas mostly from word of mouth, but do you recommend them to other people? Yeah, I do. If I read something and I feel like it really makes a difference to me, or if I'm talking to someone and they have an issue and I've, and I've heard about a nonfiction book or, or have read a nonfiction book that, yeah, I definitely do. Okay, I would say I probably read, I probably recommend nonfiction books more than I do fiction yeah. um, for a couple of different reasons. One, I don't have nearly as much time to read fiction as I would like. And two, fiction to me is so much more subjective and I don't know maybe what that person's tastes are. So unless we've, unless we're specifically talking fiction books and I know that we have very similar taste in what we like, I'm not really likely to recommend a fiction book because you know, it, it may not be your cup of tea, but I think nonfiction, like if I've seen something of benefit in it, or I feel like it was really, you know, earth shattering for me, or it would be specific to something that you're dealing with, then I'm more likely to recommend a nonfiction book. Exactly. Yeah. Same, same here. Now, if you recommend a book and the person reads it and then comes back and says, this didn't speak to me at all. I couldn't get through it. I hated it. Does that, how, how does that make you feel? It, it really doesn't bother me only okay. because, like I said, I know that, you know, everybody's in a different place and, and we all process things differently. And so I, I'm probably more likely to be not offended. That's not the right word. More likely to be disappointed if you didn't like a fiction book I recommended. Because to me, if you didn't like a fiction book oh, I recommended, okay. gotcha. then, we, then that's something where we don't relate or we don't have the same things in common. Whereas if you didn't like a nonfiction right. book, then yeah. to me, that's just where you are in life that didn't necessarily speak to you. So exactly. Does I, that I, make I sense? Think I, can, I think, yes, I, th I think it does make sense. I think I tend to be a little bit more um, like, really? What, what's, you know, especially if I know it's something that the person's going through, I, I think I probably have a tendency to think, well, Clearly, you didn't give it a chance. <laughs> right? Did you actually you really read it? Yeah, Did exactly. you really think about it? Yeah. 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 Uh, let me let me read it aloud to you and see. Right. If it works exactly. Better, right? Let's no. work through it together. Exactly. Let's do this. So. Uh, yeah. No. I, I think that that's that's the case. And it's interesting for me that um, 
of my three daughters uh, with whom I do share a lot of book recommendations and book discussion and what have you, um, my oldest daughter, uh, especially right now because she has the baby, so she doesn't have a lot of, um, you know, just hours reading and hours time. of free yeah. reading time. So she is very much fiction. So she and I discuss fiction. Um, my second daughter, we, we will, there's certain books that she will read that, that we do. Um, she just came from a Madeline Langle conference. So I know that we'll definitely be talking about uh, the books that, that she got from there. I sh think she came home with eight new books, which she's not sure how wow. she made it on the airplane. <laughs> but, uh, um, but my youngest daughter, she and I are always bouncing back and forth. Oh, I read this and this really spoke to me. Okay, I read this. She, um, she recommended uh, Jen Hatmakers of of Moxie and something else, uh, Moxie and Magic. I think I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what it is uh, to me. And so I was like, oh yeah, yeah, and that was really good. Um, and then I have recommended something to her too. And um, and so it's it's great to have that. Of, Mo of Mess and Moxie, that's what it is. Of Mex Mess and Moxie by Jen Hatmaker, another good one. And I actually just finished Jen Hatmaker's um, Seven, and I also finished another Jen Hatmaker. Uh, you know, clearly I'm on a Jen Hatmaker kick right now. Uh, but it's, it's great to have that. Um, I loved being able to bounce stuff off other people and say, ooh, yeah, you know. Yeah, and share that and be able to, you exactly. know, discuss it. And I love the fact that we all have different takes on it, like different parts of the book may have, have spoken Absolutely. to you than yeah. what spoke to me. And so yes. kind of like discussing that and being able to, to get a better perspective or a more well-rounded yeah. perspective is cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any nonfiction books that you would recommend right now? Um. Of this aside from Eat, Pray, Love, which I will... Well, that one's older. I, right, I definitely, I know, right now I'm reading one about stopping the stress burnout cycle. It's a different oh, one. So I, I like can't really that. recommend it until I finish okay, it. Okay, um, Jury's still out. So I definitely recommend if anyone wants to um, be eating healthier, if they want to kind of like get rid of processed foods and carbs and sugar and, and just kind of have a healthier approach to eating, I definitely recommend You Can Do It by right. um, Jacinda Wilder. Yes. Um, I think that was, you know, kind of a huge one for me. And um, yeah, that was, that's the one that like comes to mind. I probably should have had like a list ready, but no, no, no. Um, I'm reading right now um, one that was recommended to me by uh, my friend Lisa Huey, and that is the one thing. Um, so I'm listening to that right now. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, yeah, I was I was I, I should have listened to it longer on my drive home, but I found that I have to be in the right headspace also. Yeah, yeah. That. And, and for whatever reason, I, after just having my brain filled up, I think my brain was like, okay, no, we just need music. We just, want, right. We just we want, need downtime. Yeah. We <laughs> just want our tunes and, and we'll, we'll get back to this, uh, maybe in two weeks. So anyway, but I'm, I'm excited about that. And I also have, um, girl, wash your face on my list which is yeah. yeah which has had so much controversy and and it's funny because i haven't yeah. read the book no, I haven't but uh, I, i've kind of kept up with the controversy surrounding it um with with people you know feeling like she's having an anti-christian message or whatever so it'll be interesting like if you and i both read that book and then maybe we do a discussion about it like you know our, what our take was on it so definitely um i actually one of my friends who recommended this one that i'm also reading now it's brendan burchard high performance habits um she just was at a conference that was uh run by rachel hollis of it, it was all about you know of girl wash your face so and she said it was the best one sh best uh 
conference she'd ever been to of that type. So anyway, jury out. We'll see. I'll, I'll also read that book. It's on my library waiting list. So awesome. Once I read it, we'll go. So yeah, there's our. Well, we would love to hear your recommendations. What nonfiction books are you uh, hearing now? What nonfiction books are you, um, you know, loving now? Let us know. Like you can reach us on our Facebook page and open dialogue. Drop it in the comments whenever we post this and you've listened to it. We would love to get your recommendations. If there's a nonfiction book that really spoke to you or really made a huge change for you or, or a biography that you just particularly enjoyed, let us know. Yeah, we want to know I, because maybe that's our next on our list. Yeah, and then I think we should also... Um, we should also probably put in the comments like the, some of the books that we've mentioned and recommended in here. We'll, we'll you Definitely. know, kind of put the, the names and authors in there so you guys can check them out. Yeah, happy to do that. That sounds great. All right. Well, until well, next time. T- until next time. Thanks for listening. We really Thank appreciate you. you being here. And um, bye. Bye.